Jimmy. James, are you in there? James? Jimmy. Jim, you there? Jimmy. Hey, everybody. Yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going? I am well, Jason. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being here. I played the, the podcast for my wife this past week, Jason. I wanted her to hear what has made her husband world famous and a superstar in Australia. And uh, Jason, she... Um, I have to say, she wasn't a fan. <laughs> she wasn't a fan of Jimmy. <laughs> her face, her face. Every all I did was play the first like five minutes of of each one, uh, basically. The, mm-hmm. You know, this time, and uh, boy, it was it was amazing to watch her go. What? What is that? And like just like she's like, what is those? What? Why is he doing that? Is it, she thought it was a joke? You know, and I have to say. Thank you. That's literally the impression that I want from my wife all the time. And I, I say dumb things. I do dumb things uh, to get that face, you know, like, or, uh, or, you know, disappointment. You know, I love that disappointment look. And boy, you just really gave it to her, Jason. So I just want to say thank you for giving it to my wife. Uh, I mean, it was... Oh, you're it's welcome. Perfect. I um, I I tried to, I sincerely tried to get away from the Jimmy thing for a while. <laughs> Brought back by popular demand, I couldn't <laughs> get away from it. Everywhere I was it. going, they were asking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I saw it, so I believe you. Chris, is this um, is this it? Is this the last episode of the Paid Search Podcast before the 2020 election? Oh, um. This will come out the same oh the day before day before yeah yeah so it is wow yeah so the next time we talk it'll be after that it'll be after yeah that's true I'm wow. sure we'll text I'm sure we'll, yeah, te- we'll text we'll be like oh wow look at that and then a week later we'll find out the winner so yeah it'll be an exciting time of year yeah big times we had an ice storm where I live real ice storm I sent you the pictures multiple trees down yes hundreds of thousands of people without power mm. and of course there was a lot of uh 2020 still giving it to us kind of comments <laughs> it's like not it's not over yet suckers <laughs> gonna break stuff yeah. still <laughs> 2021 is gonna be a great year you know it's i, I there's gonna, there's a balance to things and i'm sure 2021 is gonna balance off and it's just gonna be i know a lot of people are saying that but it at the same time, it's either going to be like the best year ever or could be the worst year. Ever. <laughs> it just could be. <laughs> but hey, that's what's fun about life. We'll find out. Yeah, so so exciting. Thanks for the big positivity. Times. So Chris, we have a we have a big episode for big times. Um, I'm going to pull up our five-star reviews mm-hmm. and you're going to kick us off here with Optio. Uh, but just before that... Uh, so everyone knows we do an after show every week on Patreon. Uh, there's audio, there's video, there's different levels of Patreon. There's tons of different stuff on there. And, uh, we encourage you to sign up there. And then we have our first 100 episodes we've ever done. We ever did, uh, for sale at paidsearchpodcast.com. And those are very meat and potatoes, Google ads basics. 
starting right from the beginning. So have some good episodes on there. And today we have a strategy mm. that got me a 62.5% conversion rate. And it's undercounting my conversions because I'm not tracking all conversions. So we're actually going to go through that today. I think we have a cool strategy to share and, and see if Chris buys into it and kind of break it down and see if we can make it better. But we have a good one. And uh, I'll let Chris take it from here. Optio.com slash PSP2. That is the URL you need to go to to get an eight-week free trial of the smarter way to manage Google Ads accounts. If you are managing your own account and you are limited by time, if you are managing client accounts and you're limited by time, if you are managing something in-house for your employer and you're limited on time, this is the tool for you. It scales to what you need. And here's an example for some of the reasons why we love Optio. Optio has all kinds of cool built-in tools to help you get done faster with your daily tasks, your your reoccurring processes. And one of the ways is they've recently added a industry-wide negative keyword list that is actually updated for you as time goes by. So there's a blog post out there where you can go and look it up. You can you can uh, just do a search for ad industry negative keyword optio and uh, you'll find it. But basically it works like this. They use all their data from lots of clients and, and, and industry industry specific information to find a negative keyword list that they can add to your account for you based on data that they have seen leads to poor quality searches. And you can add this and you can see what it is. And if as long as you don't change the name uh, as they describe in there, they'll keep adding new negative keywords for you based on algorithmic data that they have to determine that this is a bad search to have in your campaign. So you can go through it yourself. As you know, Optio is not about uh, automated solutions. It's about helping you do things smarter. So you want solutions like this, check out Optio. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash P-S-P-2. Thanks, Chris. We have a five-star review from Apple Podcasts from the United States Mm. of America. It's like poetic. I put emphasis on the word united, Chris. Mm. United. The whole world's watching us. They're jealous of us. They've always been envious of our democratic republic. And they said, ho, ha, ha, ha. This time it'll break you up. This time (laughs) you won't be the number one in the world. But you know what? We always bounce back. Stronger and better than anyone. And I don't know why it has to be that way, but it has to be that way. Red, white, and blue. 13 stripes, 50 stars. (laughs) Number one, baby. (laughs) You really... really, So five stars from... uh, Every time you get a review, you get distracted by that one little column in the review. It's where that came from. (laughs) It's always entertaining. Well, it matters, you know? Yeah, sure. uh, Okay. If someone says United States of America... Mm -hmm. Chris, I pledge. I think I pledge allegiance every single day when I was a kid in class. Oh yeah, you don't think that does something to your brain? I'm in this forever. Yep. Okay. There's no leaving this. I pledge allegiance. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. We're gonna say it <laughs> to the flag. Okay. My fiance whispered Chris and Jason's name in bed last night. <laughs> <with> five stars. <laughs> 
Are you kidding me? Is that really what it says? Yeah, that's what it says. I'm 23. Some would say a, quote, millennial. And some people hate people my age and say we have no work ethic or drive, play ping pong during the day, and dare I say, take my birthday off. Well, one of those haters hosts this amazing show, Jason Rothman. I need to clarify that statement. I no longer hate millennials. I am a millennial. I've seen what comes after millennials, and let's just say I don't hate millennials. Okay. Well, okay, that was you talking. You weren't reading anymore. Okay, I, I got lost for a second. No, that was me. Yeah, well, I the first 30 episodes of the show, I spent the first you did. 15 minutes of the show talking about talking trash on millennials. But it's so outdated to do that now because, again, the generation under millennials has their own problems. Mm-hmm. And millennials are the number one market consumer in this country now. It's a millennial-driven country. So mm. or am I going to bash the people with all the money? No, so. Moving on. Because of this man, can't forget Chris, though. I need him, too, just like his friend on the real world did. Chris, you want to explain that reference, or has it been too long? I don't even. I think it's been too long. We forgot. I don't even remember what he's talking about. Well, he's listened for a long time. I think I accused you of being on that show or something. I do. Yeah, Uh, I do remember that. That's back when you, yeah, you gave me different professions, like, every week. Yeah. (laughs) I told people about your previous professions every week. Right, right. Newscaster, semi-pro baseball. Wrestler. Wrestler as well. Wrestler. (laughs) That was a good one. I've applied myself religiously since July 2020 into the world of Google Ads. All day, every day, I listen to this amazing podcast, read blogs, study books they recommend, watch their YouTube shows, sift through the PSP Insider, Patreon archives, and talk with my fiance so much about Google that this podcast and this podcast that, yes, she knows all about this show too. I'd like to know about her. Uh, all, sorry. <laughs> all, all with the end, sorry. All, all with the end goal to make Jason eat his words, just like he did with his dog's seizure medicine. Another reference oh, back man, to this guy. You may have forgot. Did you, oh, did, dude, do you remember this when was, I did that? Oh, yeah. This was Jason, like younger Jason before kids, Jason. Oh, man. This guy's yeah. been listening a long time. Man. I, um, I ate my dog's medicine accidentally once. <laughs> Uh, two months later, <laughs> but uh, by the way, that does not not make me the smartest person in the world. So, That's such a good two months story. later, <laughs> two months later, I feel confident in my ability to help businesses with PPC and have a couple client successes to show for it. Thanks, Chris and Jason. Well, that is how about that for a review, Chris? You like that? That was boy, that was great. All right, well, hey, I'm let's jump in. I've already had a preview of this, and 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 just to give it a little bit of context. We really like to put this show in a very practical setting. We want to tell you how to do things and not be scared of Google Ads. And in the past, we've had live builds that we've done. We've built campaigns together week after week after week. We've done um, you know optimizations, looking at numbers, discussing campaigns. And Jason's brought forward a, another version of building a campaign, and I, I think it has a lot of promise. If you remember, the one I brought before is Lazy Man Build. That's what we lovingly named it um, because it was designed to take the stress and worry out of a new launch and give you a little more control and power without sucking you know 12 hours out of your day uh, in management. Uh, so Jason... What's this new? What's this new one all about? So this this strategy is the B F R L E G F A G A R strategy, 
And some people have asked how it's pronounced. It's pronounced the Jason is my boyfriend strategy. Mm. Because after we get through these results in the strategy, you're going to wish I was your boyfriend. Um, The build it, forget it, remember it, learn from it, exploit it, get freaking amazing Google ads results strategy. So for my own account, my own business, I stumbled upon because that's the the idea behind the strategy you want to stumble upon things a couple different themed ad groups uh one of them is producing a an 18.5 percent conversion rate and another one of the four ad groups i tested is producing a 62.5 percent conversion rate so we don't say 0.5 the whole show we're going to call that 19 and 63 and just round up by the way, this is, we'll get to it in a second, but this is undercounting the results uh, because it only captures forms, completions, and not um, not phone calls. So I came across very powerful results, and the whole idea is to do it on the cheap, to do it in a low-risk, high-reward way. Uh, this strategy may not work at all, may not work at all, uh, but if it doesn't work, and oftentimes it won't, it was low-risk. And you didn't hurt yourself too much money or time-wise. But when it does work, the results are incredible. So, Chris, we're just going to break it down step-by-step, and then I'm going to throw it to you uh, as we go through here and get your thoughts. So, build it. So, the first question is, why build a campaign this way? Um, and And the campaign that Chris is looking at, it's four ad groups. The ad groups are themed. Um, Chris, I've got words here, and I want to see what they mean to you. Creativity, patience, and discipline. So took creativity to come up with the ad groups, took patience to leave it alone, forget it. And then it took discipline not to mess with it. So in terms of these ad groups, I did not use any keyword research. I came up with four of them. They're themed. The only keyword research I came up with was how I would do Google searches myself. The whole idea here was I have an idea of the way people would search for my business. My perfect clients, potential clients would be searching. I could picture them searching these ways. I came up with four different themes of the way they would be searching for it. And in those themes, I have similar ad group, similar keywords in those themed ad groups. Two of them worked, two two didn't. Does that sound plausible to you as a lazy man inspired themed ad group strategy with very minimal keyword research. Given your experience, do you do things like this? Do you buy into that you can create ad groups this way just by doing Google searches yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you buy in? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think that's, it is in direct contrast with, honestly, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, whenever I would build campaigns and, you know, I I would sit down and start on a two, three, four hour process where I'm, you know, researching and digging through and trying to segment things out and then putting that into three more different segments and then micro segment this. So yeah, I I think, and, and nowadays that's what I agree with. I think go with topics, themes, keep it short and sweet. And yeah, uh, a little bit of creativity, patience and discipline. I like that. And how did I come up with the themes? All I did was think about the ways people would search for my business if they were looking for me. So any business owner, any 
a freelancer agency who works for a business out there, you can do that. You can do that without knowing the industry. Look at their website, do some searches. If you were assigned to find one of these companies to hire for your household or your business, how would you search it in Google? Yep. You can do it. Um, and literally going to Google nowadays and just typing it in and looking what the suggest gives you and looking at the suggested stuff at the bottom. Uh, so the autofill, you know, basically, I think is, you know, if you can only think of one way, you can get those other two or three ideas, you know, with cre- the creativity of the suggest tool to come up with other, other autofill ways to and then uh, related searches at the bottom of the yep. page. Um, and again, the, the whole idea from the strategy is something that's very low risk, small number of themed ad groups, lazy man style build. But it goes beyond that. It, it goes into actually forgetting it exists. I forgot this campaign existed. I let it run for two months uh, just so you can get a picture of the data here. There's four ad groups, 52 clicks, hmm. $616 total. And it ran for two months. I didn't mess with the schedule. It just ran uh, seven days a week, but it it's build it, forget it, remember it exists, learn from it and then exploit it. And the whole point is you're trying to take a very low risk shot at not just getting good results, but stumbling upon breakthrough results, 63% conversion rate kind of results. Mm-hmm. Um, so you build it very simple, lazy man, build themed ad groups, minimal keyword research, common sense, keyword research, doing it yourself, you put it out there. Then you forget it, Chris. Over 60 days, I probably went into this account twice. And the average amount of time I was in the account was probably seven minutes each time. And here's how I was able to do that. And then let me know what hits you from this list. Super low daily budget. My budget was set to $9 a day. Let's just break that down. If a client heard this episode and said, Chris, I want you to do the Jason is my boyfriend strategy the B-F-R-L-E-G-F-A-G-A-R strategy. Talk me through that budget talk. How low can you go? How low is too low per day? I spent $600 over two months. This isn't no money. It's just small money. Mm -hmm. And it's all based on the per day budget. So how low would you be willing to go per day or per month if this is a pure set in and forget it? Would you do it for $50 a month? Would you do it for a dollar a day budget? Or would you need something a little more meaningful? I guess it comes down to what the CPC would be. If the CPC is cheap, you know, let's say a dollar, then I might put a dollar a day. But if it's $10 a day, you know, I might do $5 a day to at least make sure I get a couple clicks a week. So I guess it's all scaled based on the threshold of the click. So, I mean... You, you could put a $1 a day budget on a $10 CPC campaign, but you're going to have to forget. That's probably stretching. You're going to have to forget it for like six months rather than two months. See, what I did here is I my average cost per click ended up coming in at $12. My bidding was at $25. And I didn't think that was super aggressive. But I knew it wasn't super conservative for this field. I figured I would get clicks at that level. And I, I definitely wanted to err on the side of somewhat aggressive. So I could leave it alone and have confidence that it actually would get clicks. And I wouldn't be hurting myself with a too low non-realistic cost per click. Because I don't want to come back in 30 or 60 days and not see any clicks. Because 
a $12 cost per click field, I was bidding a dollar and it wasn't realistic. So with this strategy, I like to be realistic and on the lean toward the aggressive side because I'm able to do that because I control my daily budget and it's money I'm willing to lose. But the problem is, like you're saying, you can't get too out of whack there because if you and I were managing a regular campaign, aren't you always concerned that your daily budget is going to be too close to the average cost per click in terms of being too small compared to your average cost per click and that slowing things down? Is that a common worry you have every time you run? Yeah, sure. I mean, if, uh, and we've said it before, I think that's the most common question I get from clients is, uh, well, how much should I spend? And you asked me to tell you what, what stuck out to me the most. And I think this may be my new favorite answer to that question is set it at a budget where you can afford to not think about it for two months. You know, Mm -hmm. if you are worrying for this strategy, for this strategy. Yeah. And, and for the lazy man build too, if you are testing Google ads for the first time and you don't know yet, I'm not talking to people that already understand their return and they already have that data. But if you're starting Google ads for the first time and you don't know what your budget should be, I like that threshold, put it at at, at a point where you don't need to, to check on it and see what kind of return you're getting in week one. No way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe check on it during month one, and but definitely by month two, you know, okay, I need to go ahead and check on it. So, you know, if, if that means you you put it at 500 bucks a month and you spend $1,000 in two months and then you need to go and check and see how that what that brought in, yeah, I think that's a good threshold. I like that language. Yeah. And on this strategy, I'm more willing to have a small daily budget compared to the cost per click because I have more time and I'm not relying on this to get clicks. It's just an experiment thing. So because I'm wanting to control the budget, for me, that was about $300 a month. And I just put a $9 a day budget in there. That's something where I figured $9 a day budget clicks might be anywhere from 10 to 25 per click. Mm -hmm. I think I'll at least get some clicks over time probably not every day if my budget is that small, but it's enough over time I will. And also, why why did I want to forget this yeah, campaign? That's what's... I, I wanted to forget this because number one, I'm busy. And number two, to really get breakthrough results and actually get some data to dig into, which I think I think that's the number one thing, uh, skill set you bring to Google Ads, hearing about the training you do digging into data. Mm-hmm. The insights that you're able to find instantly, like examining a pile of data, are very impressive. And here's the problem. If you want to kneecap that skill set you have, take away the data. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. that that's why I wanted to forget this here, because there's only two ways to get data, or there's only one way to get data. Spend money. To get a lot of data. Yeah, spend money. And so how much money you spend depends on how fast you spend it. So if I was doing this at $100 a day and I get through maybe like 14 days, two weeks, and I've spent uh, Mm $1,500, I'm split over four ad groups. Two of them ended up not working. I would not have gotten enough data to realize the two that work are going to work because it was too tight in the time period. Too short. The time period is too short. Yeah. Yep. It it was too short. And I would have been crushed if I had spent $1,500 in two weeks and not really gotten any insights. And I would have been motivated to pause it and terminate it. Because, it, yeah, you didn't give it enough. You, you gave it plenty of budget, 
but the time factor. So that's where the forget it comes in. So so two things to consider. You need to pick a, a total money amount that you can spend. And if you get no return, you're okay with it. And then divide that by two and let it run for that number for two months. That's the yeah, that's two the, months. That's the formula. And you know, I just I even put a calendar reminder just so it wouldn't go on for month after month in case I forgot about it. Like check in with this experimental campaign. Um, but the fact that I was able to forget it and let it run at a small budget and actually gather data now it has data for someone like you and I to dig into, and it's clear as day. We're looking at what's working, what's not working, which we'll get into now. In the those two months, Chris, I'd say every two to four weeks, I remembered it. I said, oh, yeah, I'm running this. And when I went in there, I was checking to make sure we're bidding enough and we're not like bidding a $1 bid when it's an actual $15 realistic and we're not not letting ourselves get traffic. So I made sure we were bidding enough. To my surprise, the $9 day budget didn't hurt us. But I, in terms of getting tr- uh, data, but it was on my mind that like, hey, check for the budget. Make sure the budget's not so small that you're not allowing yourself to get any data. Hmm. So I made sure about that. And then I have it on my mind to prune a little. So if there's anything that's obviously not working, I just kill it off. Especially if other ad groups have promise. Yeah. So if yep. other ad groups are actually getting some results. Because that's the key. That's, that's the thing. You're underfunding a campaign. That's where I love campaigns to be. You didn't talk about it yet, but the screenshot you sent me had a ten, less than 10% search impression share. It was way yep. underfunded. And I've always said that is my favorite kind of campaign to manage because if you are overfunded, you tend to make too many generalities. You, you push too far. You push the envelope too far because you have more to spend than you really should. But if you're underfunded, severely underfunded, you have to say, you, you got to make the, just like you said, you got to prune quick. You got to come in two weeks later. You got to cut this. If it's not performing, done. Put all the money into this other one. So Chris, if I was to come in here now and prune and you see ad group one and three are producing well, ad group two is not over $150 and 13 clicks. My version of pruning and experimental build it and forget it, remember it, learn from it, exploit it, get freaking amazing Google ads results campaign. When I see one ad group getting conversions, and another ad group just not, even though it's not a ton of of data, look at the cost per conversion, $65 cost per conversion on the first ad group, $152 spent on the second ad group, no conversions. Even though maybe in a normal campaign, I could play around with that, dig into the keywords, try to figure out a way to get conversions at some point, lower the bids, stretch out my time with it. No, I'm pausing Pause. ad group two. That's what I was gonna going to ask. I was going to add to you, I was wondering, do you lower the bids or you just flat out cut it off? You just turn it off completely. In this kind of experimental thing where you don't have a lot of money to work with at all and you're trying to find breakthroughs and you're trying to find something that's working, when something's working and something else is not, I'm vicious, cutthroat about turning off the thing that is not working. I don't care what's in there with keywords. I don't care if the search terms, I don't care if a broad match modified keyword, I missed a modifier and the data's thrown off. And it maybe if I fix that, it'll do better later on. No, I'm in there for one minute that month. I need to cut off that second ad group that's not working and allow more budget to go to the one where I have a potential 62% conversion rate breakthrough. You know, and you know what's beautiful about that is, Jason, if I said, 
you have $4,000 to spend and you built the same campaign, you know what you would have done? You would have let all four run. You you would have let all four campaigns run because you would have had plenty of money. You would have been worried about hitting that $4,000 cap because you would have been like, well, this isn't really performing, but I have the extra money to spend, so I might as well just, you know, let it run. I think that's great. I think that's a much healthier place to be is to say, we got to cut it. It's not working. Cut it so that, so it can work in the places that do. Yep. Now, Chris, now we're going to go to the learn from it and exploit it sections of this work. And uh, learn from it means you're about two months in. It's time where I am today to actually dig into the data, see if, if anything's really working or not, and uh, dig in and and see if something's working and then see if you should totally turn some other things off and then exploiting it means growing it. So what I want to do now is I want you to look at, walk us through this data. I don't want you to give away the topics that like you know, the themes I gave you before the show, we'll just refer to them one through four. Okay. Um, and I don't want you to refer to the actual conversion name. So if you want to look at the screenshot that does not have the segments opened up, because okay. I don't want that name out there, but it's just, it's basically form completions was the conversions I'm going after. And I don't have phone calls were not tracked. So the first thing I want to, I want you to dig into the data and tell me what you're seeing here and what you would do. But first, before that, I want you to vouch for me. I want you to tell people, did I really get these conversion rates? Are the conversion rates even stronger? Cause I'm not tracking phone calls and you've seen the segment button. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not lying about conversions. I didn't double count anything. Right. Now, don't lay it on too thick. It's a small amount of data, but but are you impressed by what you see? What do you see? Well, I know the industry you're working in, and I can say it's a it's a tough industry. Um, and here's here's what really speaks to me when I look at the data. The click through rates are really low. That's the first thing I notice. Click through rates are are low, so they're they're uh, the average entire campaign is three percent. That's that's not great. But here's the thing. You're purposefully doing that because uh, your positions by far show below organic. So the vast majority of your impressions are showing below organic. And I know that because I'm looking at the impression top percentage. Oh, man. Look at that. Four, 49% of my clicks, or excuse me, of my impressions showed below the top of the page, which means yep. below organic results. So that means... I'm running nationwide, by the way, so it makes it easier to get away with that. Sure. But how impressive is that, that I was still able to get traffic well, at the bottom of the page? Do this for me. It does happen. I don't see, I, I, it's just a screenshot that I have, but go to segment and then do the top versus other segmentation and tell me in a second what you see. For clicks. Oh. I want to know what the- That's a good point because maybe none of the clicks are actually coming from below the results. It's just when I do show above, I get clicks, yeah. but- Oftentimes I don't show above because I'm not bidding. Right, right. So let me. I want to know where the. Me, uh, where, I want to know where here. the clicks and the conversions come from. But so so that's the big thing. The the CPC is not cheap. We're talking about you know eleven twelve dollars per click. And beyond the position, the next thing that I really see is the search impression share. Search impression share is less than ten percent. And the thing is, the amount of uh of of throttle that you have with this is easily scalable. Because you've got the bids in a real sweet spot here. You have only 10% loss due to rank. So only 10% of the time your ads are not shown. And the other 90% of the time, it's because you're running out of budget. So you've got, you're essentially overbidding. You could immediately pull this down 
for the, for the size of my budget. Yeah, for the size you're overbidding for the size of your budget. So you could pull it down and bid a little bit less, but I think it's a sweet spot here because I'm curious to know where were your positions? Where did you get your conversions? Yeah, so so I did top versus other on segment. 39 of the 51 clicks came from oh, this is actually I did 60 days up until yesterday. You're looking at up till today, but 39 of the clicks came from top. The top when I'm at the above organic, my click through rate was 4.8%. Okay. 12 clicks came from other, which means below organic. Wow. 1.39%. All of my conversions came from the top. There you go. There you go. So I'm not concerned at all with that percentage. That percentage is great. The thing is, if you wanted to get more conversions, you would be tempted to raise your bids. And I told you a minute ago, you could actually go lower. Because you have a little bit. That's a trick people, I, I've dealt with myself. You you get caught into like, oh, cost per conversion, I can lower my bids, get the cost per conversion lower. The problem is it does seem like a lot of conversions come from when you're showing above organic versus people doing deep research. That's the, the tempting organic. stuff is you see those big red letters below first page bid. I bet you see that on every single keyword on your account it probably says i don't see it because i just i just blinded <laughs> I, I'm, I don't even see it anymore but yeah you, our can, listeners you can ignore talk it about it you can ignore time. it because the fact is who cares if you're missing out on some the main thing that you want to uh to to worry about is how much of that can I, how much of that can i play and get a little bit above organic but still pay less per click and this is that's what the numbers show here there's numbers show that you were in a strong position enough to get some showing above organic and only about 10% in first position and about 50% below organic. So only about a quarter of these were even really visible to people. Um, now, Chris, in terms of learning from it and seeing what's working, look at those four ad groups, look at the click-through rates, and look at the conversion rates. And isn't it crystal clear to you that two of them have potential and two of them don't? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and, and just like you said, there's two that work. Two have five conversions each. And so the other two, just like you said, prune them, cut them, make, you know, end them. And, and that's the cool thing. One thing I like about that strategy is, you know how easy it is to turn those back on when you decide to ramp up your spend? You just flip the switch, right? If I were to go in- Or and, when you want to dig into the data in the future and see actually what you were getting from there, mm -hmm. it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. You can turn it back on at any point. Just pause that ad group. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think- uh, I like this, and like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't kidding. I, I think the that formula of what can you spend and get zero return from, divide that by two. Now run that bud that number for two months. I think that's beautiful. What can you afford to lose? Yeah, yeah. What can you afford to get zero from? Um, Chris, one thing I love about this set it or or build it and forget it strategy. I don't get emotionally attached to my work. Uh, Ad group yeah. number two. Ad group number four that did not bring in conversions, I'm going to pause those without looking at the keywords, without trying to figure out why they're not working, because I don't care about them, because I haven't invested any time or ego in them. Mm. I'm just able to flip a switch and turn them off like and focus on what's working. Can you speak to how that's not always the case if a <laughs> Google Ads manager put in their great expert work into something? Have you ever run into that where you get emotionally tied to trying to make it work even if it doesn't seem like it can? Yeah, that's that. That's absolutely what led to the lazy man build for me is that, you know, I, I, I went through so many clients, you know, and it's exhausting to go through a client in a one month pace. 
right? Where it's like month one, I'm like begging for an- another month. I put tons of hours up front. I did tons of work. I'm married to these keywords. I work really hard to try and get, you know, I put so much time into it. And I, I'm, I think, I know this is a good keyword. I've done my research. You know, I have 15 different ad groups separating into all these different themes. And I know this is, you know, I can't separate myself from it. I'm just like you said, I'm an emotionally involved with those keywords. And eventually enough punishment from getting fired for making decisions based on data I didn't have, right? That was the difference. I didn't have the data, but I was still making decisions based on builds that I had no data for. And I would be married to these keywords and I'd push and push and push and then get fired. I realized I need to stop being invested into individual keywords, arbitrarily thinking that they ha- they're going to have success for no reason. Now, Chris, can we, before we talk about uh, exploiting it, and then on Patreon, we'll talk about how to like allow yourself to actually get great results and the skill set I brought to the table there. Uh, but before we get to exploiting it and growing it, just in terms of focusing on what's working, can you please like, I'm not getting enough enthusiasm. Like, <laughs> knew it. can we please have a, like a, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of praise. I brought you to the table a 19% conversion rate yes. ad group mm-hmm. and a 63% conversion rate <laughs> ad group. And they're undercounting the conversions because it doesn't include phone calls. Where's my praise? Like, and I did this with a $9 a day budget and I did it with about f- probably about 30 minutes of work total over the course of two months. I did this and I could tell you what these keywords are because we're in the same business if you're nice about it. Mm-hmm. And if you butter me up here and you, if you act like you actually want to know <laughs> what brought in, hold on, a 63% conversion rate. Cause, and, and that's, that's not even, that's like the other one's not bad, right. 19%. Right. And it doesn't even include phone calls. I'm the best Google ads manager on the planet. <laughs> I'm the smartest person in the world, Chris. Okay. I'm a genius. Yeah. I say these things, people laugh it off, mm-hmm. but then I bring results like this. Yeah. Do you not, does this not impress you? Does this not surprise you? I think, um, I think you, first, What's the matter first of all, you? I think that, Please. that was the praise. I think, there you go. Listen back to that on the podcast and just pretend I said it. Funny. Um, I get your strategy of like not building me up too much because I can become a diva. You can, can become too much of, of a nightmare. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! You're lucky I'm in a good mood today. We can all laugh at ourselves. But yeah, I, I get it. You don't want to blow up my ego even more than it is because it might just burst. We're at that point, but we can talk about but, this in but, Patreon. But, but to not, but no, no, but, okay, but to, to not, to not, to not go wild, to not give any kind of surprise. Like getting 63% conversion rates is normal. Why are you playing mental games with me right now? No. Okay. Okay. I will say this. These numbers are very, very strong. I can't, I haven't seen the keywords, but the bidding placement is really good. But I think what really won it, won it over is the qualified traffic that you're getting because you don't get that kind of conversion rate with that kind of click-through rate, with that kind of position, without having solid qualified searches and a solid landing page that flows right with what the person's looking for along with solid ad copy. So those are the things I can't see. That would really, what would push me over to be impressed is I saw what the other pieces of the puzzle were. But yes, I think it's an excellent 
campaign. I'd be more excited if you got me those leads for me. Uh, just change the URL on those and I'll give you all the praise. Okay. 63% conversion rate, 19% conversion rate, undercounting conversions because it doesn't even count phone calls. Let's all just not forget that. So Chris, let's have a message from up to here and then we're going to talk about how to exploit this and I want you to break down the impression share columns and how you would grow this and then we'll move over to Patreon. All right. Optio, O-P-T-E-O dot com slash PSP2. I'm I'm, I'm going to write a jingle because I say it every week. Spoiler, I'm going to be saying it for a while because we like it. It's great. We trust it. And, you know, being the world's greatest Google Ads podcast, we get a lot of people that want to put advertisements on our show. And you know who we stick with? We stick with Optio because they're great people. They're, they, they do what we like and they help us be better at what we want to do. And you want to try them out uh, if you haven't. Many of the people listening now have already tried it out. They do like it, but uh, hey, you're kind of on your own here. You haven't, you know, you're by yourself. If you haven't tried it, you're you're really missing out. So go to optio.com slash PSP2 for an eight-week free trial and try it out for yourself. So I, Chris, I'm just, I'm not going to get over this because oh boy. those results I brought to the table and then for you not to give a reaction, it just... <laughs> You're giving a misleading representation to the people of how hard it is to get conversion rates like that and not BS conversion rates, but real conversion rates and to undercount. Did every one of those close? I I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know. You don't know. <laughs> That's not relevant here. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? There's 63% conversion. What do you think? I, I have a thing that says, get five free quotes from Google Ads managers and I'll send you to the best run and like you think it's one of those convert no these are like hey work with me fill out the form call me let's do some business okay. these are real leads okay so let's talk about let's talk about exploiting okay. it. first yeah. first point I want to make anybody that quits Google ads after 30 days and we've all had those clients mm-hmm. ah, sh- um, forget that how about two days we're That's lucky my we're lu- I've done two days <laughs> <laughs> refund I hate you Chris you suck give me my money back I just unlinked your account. Right. Two days. Here's why it's Beat here's that. why that's so horrible. Reference ad group number three there, Chris. Six point nine percent click through rate showing up number one only forty seven percent of the time. Sixty three percent conversion rate, and again that's underfunded. The keywords behind that ad group could change my life. Number one, they could change my life through Google Ads and Bing campaigns targeting that ad group and spending more money. Mm-hmm. But number two. They could change the way I reference what I do. They could change the way I refer to myself in conversation in sales calls about business. And I could have found the way that customers relate to me. And I could have found the way when I call myself this, it's perfect for them. And that can change my business. So getting that data insight and it only comes with time was a huge deal. Now, exploiting this, Chris, what columns am I looking at? Search impression share, keywords, audience, devices. I would say keywords, audience, devices, and ads, all that's in the future. But in terms of how to immediately exploit this and grow, can you kind of break down the impression share columns? I don't have budget in there, but it's implied because I have the other two. How would you use the three search impression share columns on the ad groups that I'm going to keep and that are going to work to to spend more and get more of these great conversions. Yeah. So assuming you're happy with your cost per conversion of, you know, of what you have, 
the only thing you have to do is increase budget. And here's how I look at things. Um, But how do you know that? When I look at search impression share, um, the first column tells me whether to proceed with looking at the next two columns or not to proceed. Okay. If it says something less than 70%, then I'm going to proceed looking at the next two because if it's less than 70%, that means there's potential. Okay. Less than 80, eh, less than 90. Yeah. I mean, mainly I'm looking at, you know, if something's 50%, 40%, 30%, that means there's potential. You mean great, greater than 80. If it's 80 or greater, 90, search and pressure share 80, search and pressure share 90. You're kind of saying I'm getting what I can. Right. Exactly. If it's in the 90 or 80%, I'm not going to try and squeeze that last 10, 20% out of it because that's going to be um, diminishing returns at that point. Uh, so what I like here is that the search impression share is and let, telling let's me Let's look to at continue. number three, at group three. Okay, number three. Um, has a, uh, what are we at? 60, has a 62% uh, conversion rate, okay? So you know you like your returns. So the search impression share is 20% for that ad group, okay? Immediately that tells me, according to Chris's rule, Move forward with the next analysis in the next column. The next column is search. I could be getting more. You can be getting I'm only more. Getting 20% only of the getting 20%. Only getting 20%. There's plenty more to get. That's right. So there's 80% that I'm not getting. I'm only getting 20. There's okay. more market out there. The next two columns, the search lost IS rank means search loss due to rank. So search loss impression share due to rank, which essentially means bid times your uh, quality score. And, and for this purpose, we'll just call it bids, just to keep it simple. Yeah. So in this example on the screen, you have a search lost IS rank of 4%. So that means 4% of the time you are losing impressions. That means you're bidding very aggressively. Due to my bids. Yeah. Your bids are losing very little of the impressions. So if those two things are happening, if you see a cost per conversion that you like, and you see a low lost IS rank, that means, and you have a low overall search impression share, that means the third one is where the gold's at, increased bu- uh, budget. That's it. Scaling means So we don't, I don't have budget. the column in this screenshot, but if the search impression share is 20 and the search lost impression share due to ad rank is four, that means there's about 76%. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, go with that. Because uh, rank plus uh, budget must equal the opposite of your search yep, impression that's share. that's it. Uh, so, yeah, there's about 76% of impression share that I'm missing. 76% of the market that I'm not showing because up on. Because of budget. Simply because of my budget. And so, if I just raised my budget to show up more often, I would get the same cost per click, yep. the same position, and the same conversion rate. And that is very promising. What I want to do is let's do the same uh, example, but on ad group two, which is a very different story. Ad group two or even one. Um, let's do one because ad group two, I'm killing off because okay. there's no conversion. Let's say ad group one, which has a conversion rate of 19%. Let's say you're not happy with that return. Okay. Let's say that you have a very low threshold for return on ad spend and 19% conversion rate. Mm-hmm. You know, your cost per conversion is unprofitable for you. Okay. So we reverse this formula. And if you have a unprofitable threshold of return on ad spend and the same holds true, you have lost search impression share, 
less than 10%. You have a very low lost impression share due to rank. It's 9%. So that means you're you're only- Excuse me. The, the search impression share is less than 10%, not lost search impression share. Right. Search impression lost share- Lost search impression share overall is 90. The search impression share is 10%. And the lost mm. search impression share due to rank is 9%. So that means immediately you need to lower bids or pause. You are overbidding for that. If if the ROI is unprofitable, you have to lower bids if you see a low number in the search lost IS rank column. Chris, just listening to you here and being as experienced as I am, even I'm having trouble. Like I know what you're saying, but as I try to think about it in my brain, it's hard to to throw these back and forth. But I get what you're like it's it's a difficult concept because if the search impression share lost due to rank was high and say 90% and not mm-hmm. 9%, mm-hmm. then that would mean I'm losing out on showing up 90% of the time because my bids are too low. So if I go lower on my bids, I'm going to lose even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're saying your search impression share lost due to ad rank is 8 or 9%, it's telling you, Hey, you're barely missing any because of your you're bids. bidding too high. You actually have room to go a little lower. Oh, a lot lower. And you can go. Yeah, you can a lot lower. You can cut your because bids it, by eighty yeah, percent, essentially. Because if you wanted to miss out on ad rank due to, I could go up to forty or fifty percent missing out on yes. that and be fine. Yeah, that's what you okay. want to do. Yeah, you want to essentially look at your I'm return now, on yeah. ad spend. If your tr- return on ad spend is double what it should or sorry your return on ad spend is half of what it should be if you want you know to get a hundred dollar cost per conversion and you are getting two hundred dollar cost per conversion you need to half your bids because and it's and you can do that as long as your search lost is rank is a very low number as long if it's eight percent four percent three percent or even zero percent you can do that. You can half your bids and still maintain uh, scalability for that. Interesting. Okay, so those search impression share numbers will tell you if you are able, if you have room to exploit the the ad groups that are performing well from this strategy. So, Chris, as we move into Patreon, uh, we have the final portion of the strategy, the the GFA GAR portion of the strategy mm-hmm. get freaking amazing results yeah that's it get freaking amazing google, ad google ads results, results. excuse yeah. me yeah that's where the ga is so we have some thoughts on that and we have some interesting thoughts on search engine news in general and then we'll talk about how the bfrl eg fagar strategy can also help retain clients so we'll see you on patreon and we'll see you next week here on the main show.